brothers and sisters, the Remnant Warrior here, and I just wanted to give a quick introduction before we uh, get into this program. This episode of the Remnant Report was originally recorded live back in April of last year, so um, April of 2020, I originally did this Revealing Prophecy episode, and it was not too long after we started our study into the book of Revelation, and um, the reason why I'm coming on here and you know, telling you guys some things before the episode starts is back when I did this episode, um, I, my viewpoint and understanding of the book of Revelation in general, but especially, um, the identity of the two witnesses and the millennial reign, and a, and a couple of other minor things um, were different back then. The Lord had not revealed the truth to me about those things yet. Um, over the past year, as for those of you who follow the Remnant Report, and you know you watch every week and are a part of the Remnant Report Fellowship on. Uh, Facebook, Messenger, and um, Discord, then, you know, you guys know because you have seen and followed the way the Lord has just revealed the truth of prophecy to me over the past year. Now, I am no prophet by any means. You guys know how much I loathe when people give themselves titles like apostles and prophets and things that they have no business declaring themselves to be. And, you know, I, I really, um, I try to be very careful about saying that the Lord showed me something or that the Holy Spirit revealed something to me. But um, as far as revelation and prophecy goes, especially with the two witnesses, um, that was something that absolutely came from the Lord. And there was, you know, witnesses when it happened, when I actually, when the Lord revealed to me the truth of the identity of the two witnesses, um, I was on the phone with Mary Callie. We were uh, having Bible study, and man, it hit me, and um, I broke it all down to her, you know, starting from Revelation chapter 1 all the way to chapter 11 and she was able to see exactly what I was talking about and the Lord opened her eyes and it was just a huge confirmation and it ended up being the basis for 
our last Revealing Prophecy episode um, from two weeks ago, the identity of the two witnesses. But anyways, I'm, uh, I'm rambling, so I'm going to get to the point. I just wanted to let you guys know that you're going to hear me um, say a couple of things in this episode as far as the identity of the two witnesses. I um, I don't say who they are. I just say that some people say they're Moses and Elijah. Other people say the two witnesses are Moses and Enoch. Um, but I never uh, say who they are. I just... Um, I, I say what other people believe, and also you'll hear me say some some things, little minor things that um, the that my view and understanding may have changed on in the past year. So I just wanted to make that disclaimer really quick. But other than that, this episode is spot on and on the money as far as the timeline and chronological order of the events in Revelation, and um, I am I'm really shocked that it wasn't already up on the podcast, you know, it's been a year ago, so I don't remember the circumstances, but it should have been on uh, Facebook, YouTube, the podcast, and the website, but for some reason it was only up on Facebook and the website, so what I did was I uh, took the audio from the video um, and I am airing it now, uploading it now, along with this little quick disclaimer for you guys who listen to the podcast. Um, I hope that you will all come and join us uh, for our live episodes uh, each Wednesday, um, you know, we have a pretty good fellowship. Um, we have a, a good group in Facebook and YouTube. Um, and the chats are pretty much uh, merged. I mean, if, if you're watching the, uh, if you're watching the Remnant Report on your screen, it doesn't matter um, if you're watching from Facebook or YouTube, you know, whatever you say pops up on the screen, um, so the chats are pretty much merged to where everybody can can see it um, and chat amongst themselves, and, you know, we've got uh, a good group of brothers and sisters who love the Lord and love each other, and so if you haven't already um, become uh, part of our fellowship, then I truly hope that today will be the day that we earn your subscription on YouTube, and uh, hopefully you'll come and join us on Discord and Facebook as well, but I am going to stop rambling now, and uh, we are going to get ready to dive into the Word. I hope you all have brought your Bibles, and I hope you are hungry for the absolute truth from the Word of God. And the reason I say the absolute truth is because that is exactly what the Word of God is. It is the only thing in this world, in this life, that is 100% 
absolute truth. It is the source of all truth. So guys, uh, get your Bibles ready. We are going to dive in and reveal some prophecy. technical problems there. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of The Remnant Report. I am your host, The Remnant Warrior, and tonight we will be getting back to our regular editions of The Remnant Report. Tonight will be a a regular program, but we are doing... Uh, Bible study each week right now um, during the week as well as our Friday edition and one Saturday a month edition of the Remnant Report. And, and on top of that, we're doing a Bible study uh, one day out of the week. And it's been, so far, we've been doing the Bible study on Mondays sometimes Wednesdays, but I always I always post and let everybody know what day we're going to be doing it, and this week, starting this week, I am going to do my very best to nail down a day that we'll be doing the Bible study each week, so it'll be a schedule. The only reason I haven't been able to do that so far, and I apologize for it, is because I, you know, the kids are out of school, schools are closed, and I'm having to uh, be teacher for the most part. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to work it out. But regardless, tonight's episode um, is going to go right along with our Bible study that we've been doing on the book of Revelation. Now, guys, I'm sorry, I've got this fan blowing on me. Uh, Somebody please let me know in the comments if the microphone's picking up the fan, because I really don't want the the microphone to be picking up that wind, and I can't can't hear whether it is or not. So please um, let me know in the comments, if you will, and I can turn the fan off of me if it is picking it up. But tonight we are going to be looking at 
the timeline of the book of Revelation. The chronology of the book of Revelation, the, the timeline of events in Revelation is extremely important because if, if you don't understand the time or the timeline, the, the chronological timeline that these events are on, if you don't understand in which order the events of Revelation happened, then you will not understand the book of Revelation at all. And you'll, it, it's, that is the main reason why people don't understand the book of Revelation is because of two things, the timeline, the chronology, and also the symbolism in Revelation. But once you get the timeline and the chronological order of Revelation down, then the symbolism is not so hard to understand. It, it brings the, once you have the, the order of Revelation down, then everything else falls into place. And it took me a long time to understand that. And it took me a long time, uh, you know, years before I was able to truly understand the timeline of Revelation because you can't just study Revelation only and understand the order of events. I'm sorry, I'm trying to push my camera back because you have to study the whole Bible. You have to you have to look at Revelation in um, contrast with other books of the Bible and other passages in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament and in the book of Matthew and Mark and Luke and first and second Thessalonians. You you have to study all of these things before you can truly come into an understanding of the timeline and the order of events in Revelation. So what I have done for tonight to help each and every one of you be able to understand not only the Bible study that we are doing um, in the Remnant Report, searching the Word Bible study right now, but also so that you in your own study of the scriptures in you and your own research into the word of God it will help you be able to read and understand these prophecies and events that are coming to pass as we speak and that will shortly come to pass the way that I have broken this down is I've broken, well, actually, you know, I, I just wrote it down. I didn't break it down. This is the way Revelation is broken down, but it's broken down into really 17 parts is the way that I have broken it down. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through, I'm going to read the, the 17 parts that Revelation is broken down in, and then we're going to go into the book of Revelation, and we're going we're gonna to look at these parts and see just how it's broken down. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like a light bulb comes on whenever you understand the, the timeline and the chronological order of Revelation. And so 
I'm going to start now, and I'm going to go through the summary of the 17 parts of the timeline of the book of Revelation. And, and they are this. Number one, the letters to the seven churches in Asia Minor in cha- are in chapters 1 through 3. That's Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Um, Jesus praises, rebukes, and chastens each of these seven churches. And he tells them to overcome as he overcame, and he promises a seat with him to them who overcome. And then number two, you have John's vision of God's throne and its surroundings, the throne room of heaven. You've got in chapter 4, John is taken up to heaven in the spirit and he's shown the throne room of God. And then number 3, the book with the seven seals that no man is found worthy to open in heaven, in earth, or under the earth, And the lion of the tribe of Judah, which of course is the only one who is found worthy to open and release the seals in the book of seven seals in chapter 5 of Revelation. That's in chapter 5. And then, number 4, you've got the, the opening of the seals, that you got the seals that are opened in order, and then you've got the tribulation in chapter 6. And Matthew 24 lines up, you know, perfectly with with chapter 6. If you saw uh, part 1 in our Revelation study series, uh, week before last, part 1, we read Matthew 24 and Revelation 6, we read them back to back and looked at how they line up. And then you've got the fifth thing. You've got the, the sealing of the 144,000 servants of God and then the rapture in chapter 7. In chapter 7, you've got the sealing of the 144,000 and then the rapture. Then the sixth thing, You've got the wrath of God. The wrath of God starts with the seven trumpet judgments, in, and that goes through chapters 8 and 9. And then chapter 10 is, chapter 10 is kind of a, a mystery chapter, and, you know, we'll, we'll see why in just a little bit, and we're also going to compare uh, Revelation chapter 10 with Daniel chapter 12. Then number 8, you've got the two witnesses prophesy for the last half the last three and a half years or 42 months, the the two witnesses, of course, you know, there's a lot of speculation on who they are. Some say Moses and Elijah. Some say um, 
Enoch and Elijah, but regardless to who they are, the eighth, the eighth thing that happens on the timeline of Revelation is you've got the, the two witnesses prophesy for 42 months. And when you go through and read it, and when we, we come to chapter 11 in our study, I will show you, and I, I'll be able to touch on it briefly tonight, how the three and a half years that the two witnesses are on the earth prophesying is the last three and a half years of Revelation. And then the ninth thing um, is right after the two witnesses prophesy for uh, the last three and a half years in chapter 11, it, the timeline starts over in chapter 12 with the birth of Christ and Satan being cast down to earth. So you've got the first, in the first, uh, the first eight events of, Revel of Revelation go in chronological order. So chapters 1 through 11 are in chronological order. And then chapter 12, Revelation starts over. And then the tenth thing on the, the timeline of events in the book of Revelation, you've got the two beasts of Revelation You've got the beast and the false prophet rise up out of the sea and out of the earth in Revelation chapter 13. And then the 11th thing that happens on the timeline is you've got the, again, following the chronology of Revelation, how it starts over in chapter 12, goes all the way back to uh, the first century A.D. with the birth of Christ, and then in chapter 13, the story of the tribulation starts over with the beast and the false prophet rising up out of the earth. And then, like I said, the 11th thing, the 144,000 servants of God come back on the scene and they're shown again. Um, the, the, those 144,000 servants of God from Revelation 7 are on Mount Zion with the Lamb and again, we see the rapture in chapter 14, just like we saw in chapter 7. So, now the twelfth thing, you've got the, the tabernacle in heaven is opened, and out of the temple, or in the temple, excuse me, we see the, the four beasts give the seven angels... Seven golden vials that are filled with the last seven plagues of the wrath of God. And the seven angels then pour out the seven vials onto the earth. And tw the, that's the twelfth thing on the timeline. And it takes place in chapters 15 and 16. And then the thirteenth thing on the timeline, we see the woman that rides the beast or mystery, her, her name is Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth in chapter 17. And then the 14th thing on the timeline, we see the 
fall of Babylon in chapter 18. The 15th thing on the timeline, we see the marriage supper of the Lamb in chapter 19. And the 16th thing in the timeline, we've got, we see Satan is bound and thrown into the bottomless pit for a thousand years and a thousand year reign of Christ in chapters 20. We also see in chapter 20 the Gog and Magog war and the great white throne judgment. And the last thing the 17th thing, the final event that happens in the, the book of Revelation, in the, the timeline of Revelation, you see the old heaven and earth pass away, and then there's no more sea, and the new heaven and earth and the new Jerusalem come down from God out of heaven, and then there's a warning not to add or take away from the book of Revelation or the uh, plagues from the book will be added unto you, and also the promise that Christ is coming quickly. And that is in chapters 21 and 22. So that's a brief summary of the timeline of the book of Revelation. And now we're going uh, to go back to the timeline of events in the Word of God, and we're going to look at them. And, of course, we're not, we don't have, there's not going to be enough time tonight to go through in detail every single chapter in Revelation and, and go through all of the events, but we will be looking at each chapter and just seeing the things that happen. We're going to go through it really quick just to understand the timeline of Revelation. First off, the chronology of Revelation is repeating. It repeats itself. You've got um, in chapters, like I said, in chapters 1 through 3, you've got... Um, it starts off in chapter 1 with the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. And here in chapter 1, in chapters 1, 2, and 3, you've got um, the angel tells John to write the things that he has seen, and, or Jesus, through the angel, tells John to, to write the things that he has seen and the things that are and the things that shall be hereafter, the mystery of the seven stars that thou sees in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the seven angels of the churches and the seven candlesticks are the seven churches. So we see that there is, um, in chapter 1, it says, you've got John in verse 9, it says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom 
and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice and I, and I, excuse me, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. And then, of course, the church, churches that were in Asia Minor were Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And in um, chapters 2 and 3, we see those letters. Each one of those letters, um, John writes to the churches. And we see that um, in the letters, Jesus is praising, rebuking, and telling the, the churches the things which they have to do in order to have a seat with him in heaven with the Father. And then in, in chapter 4, of course, John is taken up into... And we saw in chapter 1 that he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And then it said that he heard a great voice like a trumpet telling him to write down the things which he sees and the things which he hears to the churches. Well, then we see almost the same thing in chapter 4. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. So, um, John is seeing into heaven. Um, and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. See, again, he's in the Spirit the same as in chapter 1. It says, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne there were four beasts full of eyes round and about. And see, these four beasts, we see them come up over and over in, in the book of Revelation. Um, when I was reading you the, the um, timeline of events a few minutes ago, w once we got to uh, the, the 12th thing on the timeline, once we got to chapter 15, um, we saw that, and, and we will see in detail in a few minutes, that um, the temple... In the tabernacle in heaven is opened, and these four beasts, the same four beasts from right here in Revelation chapter four, are the are who gives the
the seven angels, or excuse me, one of the four beasts are who give, is who gives the seven angels the seven golden vials that are filled with the seven last plagues of God's wrath. And then John sees, you know, he sees the rest of the things which are in heaven uh, in his vision of God's throne room. And then in chapter 5, we have the book of the, the seals. And it says, And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And then the angel said, uh, cries with a loud voice, You know, who is worthy to open the book and loose the seals thereof? And then John says, he wept much. He was greatly sad because there was no one found worthy in all of heaven, in earth, and under the earth to, to open the book and loose the seals thereof. But then, of course, the angel tells him to weep not, for behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and loose the seals thereof. And then he says, and I, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of, in the midst of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. So these, we hear all these same symbolisms from the first three books of Revelation and we and Jesus Jesus told John in Revelation chapter one, remember he said um the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels, but the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Well we see uh in chapter 5, um, that Jesus had, it says, it's describing Jesus here, and it says, I beheld in the midst of the throne stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came, and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. So they are worshiping the beast and offering up the, the prayers that have come up from the saints to the Lamb. And then that is what we see, the, the seals in chapter 5, Jesus is the only one worthy to open the seals. And in chapter 6, the, which chapter 6 starts the third thing on the timeline of Revelation. The timeline of Revelation, the fourth thing that happens is the opening of the six seals, the tribulation begins. The first seal is opened, 
and we see the Antichrist, the rider on the white horse, which he's given a crown, and he had a bow, and he went forth conquering and to conquer and one interesting fact, I'm not going to get off on the, the COVID-19 coronavirus tonight, but I just want to point one thing out about this um, coronavirus. Right here in uh, Revelation chapter 6, when it says, when, it, when it's describing the rider on the white horse, it says, He that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. The Greek word crown here is corona. And it says he had a crown, a corona. Well, he also had a bow. Well, the Greek word bow here is toxis. And it's where we get our word toxic or toxins and the reason for that is because they the bow they used to, to take and dip the arrows in poison before they would shoot them out of the bow I, I just thought when I was doing the research for this I, when I was looking at um, the first the first writer um, and the the first seal when I saw that the the Greek word for crown that this this writer has a crown and a bow and he goes out to conquer when the Greek word was corona and toxis that just I it was like oh, whoa when I saw that but you know I'm not I don't want to speculate but I just man, I just thought it was crazy but then we see all of the the um seals are opened and again these seals line up with the prophecies that and everything that Jesus gives in Matthew 24 um, when each one of these seals are opened you know um, you've got the the first one is the the writer and we went through this Monday I don't have time to go through it all over again tonight so what I would seriously ask you all to do is go back in the um, they're all every one of the episodes from the very first episode all the way to tonight's program is in the the archives here on Serpents Doves Serpents and Doves Ministries Facebook page and for some reason somehow they got off of the website and I'm in the process of um, trying to restore the archives on the um, Next Chapter Radio Network website in the uh, remnant report section the all of the episodes somehow got erased but you can find them I'm trying to restore them I'm in the process of doing it now and you can find each one of these episodes in um, the right here on the Serpents and Doves Ministries Facebook page and I would seriously suggest you go back and watch the past the first two um parts in our revelation study that we did last week and the week before last but in each one of these seals that are opened you see uh the conquering and then the the second seal um is the red horse and he takes peace from the earth 
that they should kill one another, and he had a great sword. And the third seal is the black horse, and he has the balances in his hand, and we see famine there. Um, You know, it's a measure of wheat for a penny and a measure of barley, three measures of barley for a penny, and it says, See see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and he that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou, that, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So listen to that. Um, we see everything that happened that Jesus uh, describes in Matthew 24 in these seals. And then when um, uh, he opens the fifth seal, he saw all the souls of... What he's seeing here is the souls of everyone who has been slain um, for the testimony that they held. They were slain for the word of God and the testimony from the time of the first century after Christ all the way up unto this point. And, you know, she, uh, the angel tells them here to rest for just a little season. He says, rest for a little season until their, until your fellow servants also and their brothers, their brethren, that should be killed just as you were, should be fulfilled. And, you know, Jesus said that you will be delivered up to be killed and persecuted in Matthew 24. And that happened. And it says here that until the things, until the me and you and whoever's alive in the tribulation that we are told in the scriptures in Matthew 24 and here in Revelation that we will be uh, killed just as the first century believers were persecuted and killed for the word of God and for our testimony. And then when the six seals opened, there's a great earthquake and the sun becomes black as sackcloth and the moon becomes his blood, same as in Matthew 24. And then the stars of heaven fall to the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind, just as in Matthew 24. And then the heavens depart like a scroll when it's rolled together, and every mountain and island are moved out of their places. 
and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? Same as in Matthew 24, but also verse 17 in Revelation chapter 6 says, For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? So we see that in chapter 6, on the, which is the fourth thing in the timeline of events of Revelation, um, you see the tribulation happening. Chapter 6 describes the tribulation. You've got everything that's going to happen. And the tribulation is, we're going to see this in our study, but allow me to say this. The tribulation is not seven years long. This is the, the prob- one of the problems that people make. One of the mistakes, I guess I should say, that people make is... They think that the tribulation is a seven-year time period. It's not. The tribulation is around three and a half years. And uh, I covered that some in episode two, episode one and two of the, um, the, the series in Revelation study that we're doing. But in the next two parts, I'm going to go into complete detail and before the revelation study is over guys if you stick with it and you watch the study and you go through it with us you will see and i will show you beyond a shadow of a doubt that the revelation i mean that the tribulation is three and a half years long and that the rapture of the church happens at the end of the tribulation after the tribulation is over. Then, in the midst of the week, in the middle of the week, after the rapture happens, you've got the last three and a half years and the wrath of God. The last three and a half years is the wrath being poured out onto this earth and those being judged. And that's when things really get bad. Things really get bad when the wrath starts to be poured out. But back to the timeline, um, the fourth thing that happened, of course, like I said, we've got the opening of the six seals and the tribulations. But then the fifth thing, the next thing that happens is in chapter 7, you've got the sealing of the 144,000 servants of God and the rapture. The rapture happens right here in chapter 7, right after the 144,000 are sealed. And in chapter 7 it says, and after these things, and after these things, the and we went through this last week, the, the phrase here, and after these things, shows 
a timeline. It's saying, it's showing that chapter 7 comes right after chapter 6 on a timeline. There are a lot of people that believe that um, the trumpets which start in, well, the servants of God that are sealed and then the trumpets that, that start with the the seventh seal being opened um, happens on a different timeline, but it doesn't. After these things, uh, anytime you see that, then you see that it is showing you a timeline. And so it says, And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed one hundred or an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And then it goes through and it names how there are twelve tribes from I mean twelve thousand from each of the tribes. And um in uh, and then in chapter seven, uh Once you get down, after he describes the 12,000 from each one of the tribes, when you get to verse 9 in chapter 7, it says, after this, right? Okay, we're back to after these things. After this is showing timeline, chronology, chronology, sorry. Uh, After this, after what? After the 12,000 are sealed, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Then in, in verse 13 it says, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these things which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? So he said, Who are these people and where did they come from? And John said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And so we see right here, that after this, after what? After the 144,000 are sealed, it 
shows that the rapture happens. A multitude appears in heaven that no man can number of all nations, tribes, kindreds, tongues. And one of the elders says to John, who are these people and where did they come? And John says, sir, you know. And then the elder says, these are they which came out of great tribulation. These are those that came from the tribulation. It's the rapture. Well, uh, and we can go back to um, where we were earlier when the... When it showed, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was, where um, all of the, the servants of God who were killed for their their testimony and for the word of God, uh, we just went through it, and I'm trying to remember where. I think this is it right here. Yep, verse 9 in chapter 6. And after he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them which were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And it was said unto them, Rest ye for a little season until your fellow servants and their brethren that should be killed also as they were should so should be okay that they should be killed as they were should be fulfilled okay so um that is what happens here now we see that all these people have been killed they've either died in the tribulation or um they were taken up in the rapture and that is this great multitude in heaven. And then the next thing on the, the, the timeline is the wrath of God starts with the seven trumpet judgments in chapters 8 and 9. And in... Revelation chapter 8, it says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, this is the last seal. Remember the book from Revelation 6 had six seals. And the seals were opened starting in chapter 6. But they continued to be opened throughout uh, chapter all the way through. Let's see, where's the sixth seal? The sixth seal is opened in chapter 6, and then chapter 7 talks about the 144,000 being marked in their foreheads, and then it describes the rapture. And then we get back to the seals in chapter 8 with the last seal, the seventh seal. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour and I saw the seven angels which stood before God 
And to them were given seven trumpets. And see, we see these seven angels from here on out in Revelation. They are given judgment from here on out through the wrath of God. These same seven angels that... Um, well, you know, I'm not going to say that for sure because I don't know if it's the same seven angels. And I've read it over and over and it, it seems to be talking about the same seven angels. But um, I'm not going to say for sure dogmatically that it's the same seven angels. But I will say that it is seven angels that blow the trumpets for the trumpet judgments and also seven angels who pour out the seven vials. But we see that there was silence in heaven for the space of about a half hour, and the seven angels which stood before God were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. So we see that just before the angels prepare to sound, um, an a there's an angel and he takes the censer and he fills it with fire from the altar and then he casts it into the earth. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is symbolic or if it's actual fire. I don't know if it's symbolizing something because it doesn't say. We're not told uh, because it's not really described as a judgment. It, it, it's... It's just something that we're told happens just before the trumpets are blown and before the trumpets start. And then the first angel sounds and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood. And then it goes through and, you know, all the, the trumpets as the wrath of God begins to be poured out onto this earth. And so I want everyone to understand that here in Revelation chapter 8, the wrath of God has already begun to be poured out on this earth. And then the seventh thing in the timeline is chapter um, 10 because... The all throughout chapters eight and nine, guys. Okay, I, uh, Tina, I see your question. I, this is what I um I want to ask you guys to to do, just because I've got so much to get through tonight. I I normally try to answer questions throughout the program. Um, I'm gonna uh. There's nobody that moderates the chat here on Facebook, so, you know, but I trust you guys to chat amongst yourselves just fine and ask each other questions. Anybody who wants to ask questions in the chat now, 
to each other. You're more than welcome to. Anybody who wants to ask a question to me, you can post it and put it in to the questions. But I, I just, I'm going to, after we go through all these things, then I'm going to uh, do questions and try to answer them as best I can. I'm going to go through and read all of the questions because I've seen um, quite a few of them pop up. And I just want to let everybody know that I, I see them. But I'm looking down at the Bible and at the timeline, and I, I've got a lot to try to get through and not a lot of time. So um, as far as the pale horse, um, no, I, I do not believe that the pale horse has been let loose yet. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not for certain on that, uh, but... It's just me personally. I don't believe that they have. But I, you know what? I don't know that. Um, well, I, I'm going to answer all the questions after I, I go through this. And I, I'll do my best to, if you'll remind me in um, in the chat and you'll ask the question over again or remind me to elaborate, then I will try to elaborate on the seals and the first four being the writers as much as I can. But remember, in the timeline, the the sixth thing with the trumpets, ghosters, chapters 8 and 9. So the seventh thing in the timeline starts with chapter 10. And chapter 10, I don't know, some of you were have been tuned in from the very beginning and some haven't. For those who haven't, um, I, I'll say this again and read it again. For those who, who have, you, you heard me say that, um, you know, that chapter 10 is kind of a mystery. And I said that, you know, we'd see exactly why I said that it was a mystery chapter in a few minutes, and uh, that few minutes is here. We're going to go through uh, Revelation chapter 10 now, and we're also going to go to Daniel chapter 12. I, um, I don't know if you guys have your Bibles, but I hope you do. Um, you know, this isn't the, the Bible study, and, you know, I always ask people to please bring your Bibles to the Remnant Report Bible study, but seeing as this is just an episode of the Remnant Report that I'm just going through the timeline of Revelation, you know, it's not the end of the world if you don't have your Bibles. But if you do, you can go ahead and go to Revelation chapter 10 and also Daniel chapter 12. And you can just put a, a place mark in Daniel chapter 12 for now and then go to Revelation chapter 10. Because after we look at Revelation chapter 10, we're going to go back to Daniel chapter 12 and we're going to read it and we're going to compare Revelation chapter 10 says, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth, and he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. 
And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are therein are and the earth and the things that are therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. And before, before we finish the, the chapter of chapter 10, we're going to go back to Daniel chapter 12. But first, this is the reason why I say this part in the timeline. The seventh thing is chapter 10 is the, the mystery chapter. And for some reason, God does not want us to know the things that the seven thunders had uttered the things that they said when this angel with a loud voice like a roar a, a lion roars and these seven thunders whatever it was that they uttered john heard them but before he could write them down he was told to seal the things that the seven thunders uttered, to seal them up and write them not. So, you know, for some reason, even though the book of Revelation is full of information, it's full of information, and we see in detail so many things that have happened and that are going to happen during the Great Tribulation and during God's wrath and after the Tribulation and the wrath in detail. God shows us many, many things in detail, but for some reason, chapter 10 of Revelation, the things that the seven, the seven thunders uttered God didn't want us to know so we're going to go back now to Daniel chapter 12 and we're going to start off at the beginning with verse 1 and it says and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. Now, I want, I want to point something out right here and right now. A lot of people, yeah, especially those that uh, like to um, believe in 
uh, a pre-tribulation rapture. They say um, that when the restrainer is lifted, when the, when the Bible talks about the restrainer being lifted, um, they say, well, see, that, that, that proves the rapture right there because the restrainer is the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be taken, and the Holy Spirit's going to be taken away because the Christians aren't going to be here. We're going to be uh, raptured up. But right here in Daniel chapter 12, I just want to point something out. I'm not, I'm not getting on the rapture yet, and, and, and we, we've just pointed out just a few minutes ago um, in the timeline when it happens, but I just want to show that right here in Daniel chapter 12, when it says, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Okay, that time of trouble is Daniel's 70th week, the tribulation. Well, at that time, Michael stands up and... I have always said that I believe wholeheartedly that the restrainer is Michael. Um, he that which, he that restraineth. And, you know, I, I'm going to go into that in detail when we get to Revelation chapter 14, when we get to the part of our, our study in Revelation, when we get to that part, when we get to chapter 14, uh, um, where we deal with the 144,000 again and the rapture again, uh, it'll probably be a few weeks. But when we get there, I'm going to, to deal in detail with who is the restrainer and what the Bible says about it. But back to the, back to the, the passage, and it says, and... There should be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever but thou O Daniel shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end and many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased and this is what I try to tell people when everybody, I try to tell people this, we, this is where we are now. This is why so many in the remnant are, are awakening to the things going on around us. Because this is the time. The time of the end is when knowledge shall be increased. And friends, it's up to you whether you're 
accept that knowledge and allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes or you reject the knowledge. But we know what the Bible says about those who reject knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Verse 5 says, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on his side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, and times, and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. Mm. But the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand and two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. But go thou thy way, Till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in that lot. Sorry, guys, I forgot to cut my phone off. My wife was calling. <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, it says, But go thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. So, we see if we compare and contrast Revelation chapter 10 with Daniel chapter 12, John heard the things in which the angel, the seven thunders uttered. He heard and he understood and he went to write down, but the angel told him not to, to stop, to seal it up until the time of the income. But Daniel, however... Daniel, he says in verse 8 of chapter 12, he says, And I heard, but I understood not. So Daniel heard the things which the angel said, but he did not understand it. But we also see that There is in Revelation chapter 10, there was (laughs) 
the angel came with his foot on the sea and his foot on the earth, and he cried with the voice like a lion, and the seven thunders uttered their voices. Let's see. And he also, he swore by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things therein and the earth and the things that are there. So we see that it's almost the, the same thing that Daniel chapter 12 says. They, they go along with each other a lot. Um, they're almost the same in the way that both of the things that the angels showed the prophets, John and Daniel both, they were told to seal up until the time of the end. But there are differences as well. And, you know, I did a, I did an episode on, uh, Revelation and the, the, uh, Matter of fact, it was a, an episode on the the timing of the rapture, and it can be—I can't remember the name of it right now. It's in the archives, but it dealt with this particular subject and and what was said here in Daniel chapter twelve, and with also with Michael standing up and the him being the the restrainer you know i went through all of that in that episode and i'm going to try to find it and well i'll have to try to find it. i'm going to go through the archives i'm going to find it and tomorrow night instead of having just a, a brand new episode of me talking about whatever i'm going to play i'm going to have a watch party with that episode um, of the remnant report and i'm going to go live inside the watch party and we're going to talk about the things in that episode so make sure you tune in tomorrow night to the saturday edition of the remnant report because it's gonna it's gonna really help with everything you've heard here tonight and also with the study that we're doing on the book of Revelation, but we got to move along here um, because I've already been going for a while and we've got to cover all these things. We've only covered seven things in the timeline so far. The eighth thing on the timeline of the book of Revelation is the two witnesses prophesy for three and a half years or 42 months in chapter 11. And chapter 10, we saw um, the, it was the mystery chapter where uh, John was shown some things and he heard some things from the angel and then he wasn't allowed to write it. He was told to seal it up. And then at the end of the chapter, starting with verse 9 he says and I went unto the angel and said unto him give me the little book and he said unto me take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey and I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it up and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey and as soon as I had eaten it my belly was bitter 
And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations, tongues and kings. And, you know, I can't tell you exactly what this part of the 10th chapter of Revelation means. Because I don't know. I have researched it and researched it. And that's why I think it is a mystery. Because God, you know, he told, the angel told Daniel, I mean, uh, told John that not to write it. So God did not want us to know exactly what's going on in this chapter. Um, I think we will know soon um, because the book of Revelation tells us that the, all things will be revealed. Um, but w- the chapter 11, the two witnesses we see, they come on the scene here um, and they prophesy for 42 months. And starting with verse 1 in chapter 11, it says, And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my witnesses under my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. They have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And we're not going to get into, you know, exactly who um, these two witnesses are. You know, like I said, there there are many people who have different... Um, They've got different theories, and I don't want to speculate. I truly believe that it is Moses and Elijah. I know a lot of people believe it's Moses and Elijah, and there's a lot that believe it's Enoch and Elijah. I have a very good reason to believe it's Moses and Elijah, and when we come to chapter 11 in the book of Revelation study, I will give you my reasons for why... I believe it's Moses and Elijah instead of Enoch and Elijah. But for tonight, I want to look at um, the fact that these two witnesses, um, they are prophesying on this earth for 42 months. That's three and a half years. And the... Two witnesses, they have, it says, this is very important, guys, and I want you to please make sure you listen to this, because I said earlier when I was going through the timeline, when I got 
to number eight in the timeline. And I said the two witnesses prophesy for the last three and a half years, the last 42 months. And I told you I'd, I'd tell you why and how it's the last. Well, when you get to, to verse seven here, it says, and when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified. So we know that's Jerusalem. And, you know, the angel tells John right here that Jerusalem is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt. But, um, back to the timeline and, and how uh, another thing to look at about the this being the last 42 months, it says, I mean, we're in Revelation 11, guys, and it says that they make, that the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them. In Revelation chapter 11, the beast has not been mentioned or has not been uh, revealed as the beast. Now, um, in Revelation chapter uh, 6, when the seals are being opened, the first seal, the rider on the white horse, is the Antichrist, but he's not called the beast. He's not called the Antichrist. He's only called the rider that goes out with a crown and a bow to conquer. But the it shows here that the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt where our Lord was crucified and the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they shall dwell upon the earth. And they that shall dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them. And make merry and send gifts to one another. Because the two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after the three days and a half. The spirit of God. Excuse me. The spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which saw them and they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them come up hither and they ascended up into heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them and in the same hour was there a great earthquake and the tenth part of the city fell and the and in the earth quake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted. Now, the remnant here is not talking about the remnant as in you and I. The remnant just means those that remain, those that were not killed. And the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world, listen. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord 
and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So that is describing the start of the thousand-year reign, which is at the end of the seven-year time period. It's at the end of the wrath. And so the 42 months, the three and a half years that the two witnesses are on this earth prophesying, it is the last three and a half years because right here in verse 15 it says, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Notice it didn't say the kingdoms of this earth have become. If it would have said the kingdoms of this earth have become, then that could have been past tense. You know, it could have been translated and mean past tense. But it said the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So it is the last three and a half years that the the two witnesses are prophesying on the earth. And during this time, the wrath period, the body of Christ, the remnant, have already been taken up to heaven. Now, in the rapture. Now, the the next thing in the timeline of events, the the ninth thing, the timeline starts over. Remember I told you that Revelation repeats. It's on a repeating timeline. Well, in the ninth thing in the timeline is in chapter 12 of Revelation. The timeline starts over with the birth of Jesus and with Satan being cast down on the earth. And chapter 12 says, And it appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and I beheld a great dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third parts of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand, two hundred, and threescore days. And there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. 
was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have a tes- the testimony of Jesus Christ. So now Revelation has started over in the story once once you get to chapter 12 it goes back to the first century AD to the birth of Christ and then it starts telling the story of revelation over again the tenth thing on the timeline is in chapter 13 in the very next chapter we see the beast and the false prophet rise up out of the sea and out of the earth. And I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to start because, because we gotta, we gotta kind of hurry. I've got to hurry because there's so many things that I want to be able to show you guys as far as the timeline, but We've been going for a while, and I don't want to keep you all night, but i got to show you how the timeline and the chronology of Revelation go and how the chapters coincide with one another. So what I'm going to do is from... I've already read through the timeline briefly. Now I'm just going to tell you the things that happened instead of reading them. And then after I tell you the things that happened, then we're going to um, we're going to look at the chapters because the chapters go hand in hand with one another. The, the the it's very easy to see that the timeline starts over in Revelation chapter 12. But then in Revelation chapter 13, the story continues with the same thing is in Revelation chapter 6. We saw in Revelation chapter 6, the Antichrist comes. Well, the Antichrist comes again, the, or excuse me, the beast comes again and the false prophet in Revelation 13. And then the uh, tribulation is happening all throughout Revelation chapter 13. And then... 
and, and during this tribulation, you, we see the, the second, the first beast in the midst of the week takes, um, he makes the covenant with uh, the many and he, well, not he, it's the, that's the beast. And then the false prophet rises up out of the earth and he's the one who causes all great and small rich and poor free or bond to receive a mark in their foreheads or in their right hand and that they could not buy or sell unless they had this mark uh, we see all these things taking place and then we get to revelation chapter 14 and revelation chapter 14 takes us right back to Revelation chapter 7. If you remember earlier in the timeline, I was telling you guys how Revelation chapter 7, we see the 144,000 of the servants of God sealed in their foreheads. And then right after the 144,000 are sealed in their foreheads, we see the rapture happen in chapter 7. Well, now in chapter 14... We see the exact same thing. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads, sealed in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and of the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps, and they sung as it were a new song before the throne. And let's see. Okay, then in chapter, I mean, in verse 4, it says, These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb wherever, whithersoever he goeth. And in, in the study last week, we were on the 144,000, the identity of the 144,000. And... Here in chapter 14, it tells us who they are. Chapter 7 shows us that they have been sealed. But chapter 14 tells us who they are. It tells us that there are 12,000 from each of the tribes of the children of Israel. And it also tells us that these are they which are not defiled. They're not just 12,000. They're 12,000 righteous virgins, which goes back more to my point um, from last week's episode when I said, you know, we'd be hard-pressed to find um, 12 from each tribe of the children of, of Israel that are alive on this earth today. But when we see here that they are not just 12,000, they're 12,000 righteous virgins, men, Men now, 12,000 males that are righteous virgins in this day and age? No, <laughs> it just, I don't see it, it ain't happening. But anyways, um, it, it describes here in Revelation 14, each one of the tribes, each of the 12 tribes, there are 12,000 from each tribe. And then it says, when we get down... To verse, give me just a second. Uh, 
It was, I just, I just said everything backwards. It was in chapter 7 that it showed that each, it, it described who they were, uh, 12,000 from each of the tribes. That was in chapter 7. In chapter 14, it tells us that the 144,000 are not only from 12,000 from each of the tribes, but also that they are righteous virgin men. So um, that's what I was trying to say. I, but I accidentally said that it was Revelation 14 that describes um, who they are and where they come from. It's not That was in Revelation 7. Revelation 14 tells us that they are uh, righteous virgin men and that they follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being, listen, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found, was found no guile, as they are without fault before the throne of God. How, where will you find anybody alive on this earth that's without fault, that have no guile? You're not going to find it, not on the earth, but you'll find it in heaven because once we get to heaven, then we are righteous. And that is all I'm going to say about the identity of the 144,000. But go back and watch the episode from last week and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and to the kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. So the angel tells us right here, he's saying that the hour of judgment is come. He's saying the wrath, the judgment is come. The hour is here. It's getting ready to start. The tribulation has been going on. Now, the judgment, the hour of the judgment has come. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Well, this is in Revelation 14. And... The third angel followed, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb." And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Those who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. John MacArthur, don't tell me if you receive the mark of the beast you can still be saved, because it's clear right here in Revelation chapter 14 that... If you take this mark, if you receive this mark, if you worship the beast and receive this mark, you shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of its indignation. 
verse 12 says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God in the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, they that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. So we see right here in chapter 14, the same as we saw in chapter 7, that first, we see the 144,000 that are sealed in their foreheads with the name of God. And then right after that, same as in chapter 7. In chapter 7, remember right after the 144,000 were marked, then there appeared in heaven a great multitude of every man, nation, kingdom, tribe. And then the, the elder tells John, these are they that came out of the tribulation, right? Okay, well here in chapter 14, the same thing as in chapter 7. We see the 144,000 and then it says in another angel. Well, first it says the Son of Man comes on this cloud with a golden crown and the sharp sickle. And then he... The angel comes out of the temple with a loud voice crying to him that sat on the cloud and said, Thrust in thy sickle and reap. The rapture, right there. The harvest is ready and it's reaped from the earth. The same as in chapter 7 of Revelation, we've got the same thing in chapter 14. And then in chapter... I mean, then the 12th thing on the timeline, we see the tabernacle, the, the temple of the tabernacle in heaven is opened, and the four beasts give the seven angels the seven vials filled with the last seven plagues of the wrath of God. So, we're now getting to the wrath again. We just... We just had, we just saw the same things that happened in the first timeline of events when Revelation describes the, the tribulation to begin with, the tribulation, the rapture, and then the wrath in chapters 6, 7, 8, and 9. You've got the tribulation, the rapture, the 144,000, or the tribulation, the 144,000, the rapture, and the wrath from chapter 6 through chapters 9. Then it starts over in chapter 12 with the birth of Christ. And then the tribulation starts over again. And now we have gotten past the tribulation, the 
rapture, the 144,000, and now we're back to the wrath in chapters 15 and 16. Chapters 15 and 16, we see the seven vials are poured out onto the earth. And, you know, the seven vials go right along with the seven trumpets. They're not the same. The vials and the trumpets are two different judgments. We see in Revelation chapter, let's see, chapter 15 that they are the seven last plagues. That their vials are filled with the seven last plagues. It says in in verse 1, it says, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. And... I'm not going to go through and read all of chapter 15 and 16 just for time's sake. But then you, then all you have to do is, is you can read it for yourselves. Um, you can read it now if you'd like, or you can read it afterwards, either way. But the, the vials are poured out onto the earth. The wrath of God is poured out onto the earth. In chapters 15 and 16. It's chapters 15 that the angels get the vials. And in chapter 16 that the angels start pouring out the vials. And then the 13th thing on the timeline of the book of Revelation. In the 13th thing we see the woman that rides the beast. And this is in Revelation chapter 17. And it says, starting in verse 1, it says, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will shew you unto the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now, you know, this might just be me, and I know that there are going to be some of you who get angry. But to me, it sounds exactly like that Revelation chapter 17, verse 1 and 2, is describing America. It's, and I believe wholeheartedly that the woman who rides the beast, and it's just me, um, it sounds like America, but we're going to get in that um, once we get to that part of the chapter 17. When we get to chapter 17 in the Revelation study, we will see exactly who this woman is. But it says the kings of the earth committed fornication with this woman and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. 
And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, and when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Now, guys, I want you to hear what I said a little while ago. I said, I believe that, well, I didn't say I believe. I said it sounds to me when I read this, starting with uh, verse 1 and 2, that it truly sounds like America to me. But... I didn't say it was America, so don't say that I did, because when we get to this part in the study, I'm going to show you who it is, and <laughs> I'll give you a spoiler alert, it's not America, but it does sound like it. We, this country, especially the government of this country throughout the past, I don't know, man, at least 40 years that could easily describe America. Um, <laughs> with the Hollywood elite and the government, it, it, at the very least. But, chapter 17 goes through and it, it describes the, the woman that rides the beast and you know, it tells it tells all of who she is, and um, then in chapter eighteen, chapter eighteen, we see the same thing that we saw just a minute ago in chapter fourteen. I believe we were in chapter fourteen when, yeah, the fall of Babylon. We we saw chapter fourteen, which also is where it starts over with. Um, the hundred and forty four thousand and the rapture and then the wrath being poured out at at the end it describes the the fall of Babylon. Well when we get to Revelation chapter 18, it goes and it describes the fall of Babylon that was mentioned in chapter 14. It says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, 
that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And this is describing in detail the fall of Babylon. And we are going to go through, when we get to this part, Man, I, I really can't wait till we get there. Um, I may even talk about it some when, when I do the watch party and uh, give the commentation on the, the episode on Revelation. I, I may get into this some then because I, I really want to show, because I see the questions people are asking and I really want to show everyone who both the woman that rides the beast is and also who Babylon is. And I think that, I mean, and this is, you know, guys, this is not um, something for anybody to argue about because although I, when I show you these things, I think you will, if you don't agree with me, you will definitely at least see where what I'm saying has merit from the Word of God. But, you know, whether it's the Vatican, as some have said, or America or Jerusalem, it, you know, that, that doesn't matter. It's not something to argue about. It matters, but it's whether I'm right or someone else is right and I'm wrong, it's not something for us to argue about and to for division to be caused in the body. Um, and that, that happens so many times nowadays. People get to arguing about things 
prophecy. You know, I, I think I've shown the timeline, just just showing the timeline of Revelation. I think I've shown easily for uh, the timing of the rapture that the rapture does not come before the tribulation, but that it comes at the end of the tribulation. And when when I did the the episode on the pre-trib rapture and the false doctrine of the pre-trib rapture that I'm going to be going through tomorrow night in the watch party, you know, I showed without beyond a shadow of a doubt when the tribulation comes. It comes after the, I mean, when the rapture comes, it comes after the tribulation. And that's the episode that we're going to be doing the watch party on tomorrow night. But even if you don't believe that, if you believe that the tri- that raptures could happen at any minute, like so many people believe, that's okay. You're still my brother, you're still my sister, and I love you. And we should not argue about these things. These are not issues of salvation. And it's issues of salvation and the deity of Christ and things of that nature. Those are the things that are worth arguing about and worth uh, calling people out on. You know, these things, they're very important to know, which is why, especially in the day and age we're living in now, which is why I'm doing this study and these programs, but it's not something to argue about and something for us to fight over as brothers and sisters in Christ. But back to the timeline, the fifth, and we're almost at the end here, guys. Um, so y'all can go ahead and start putting your questions in. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like for me to answer, I will do my best. You can go ahead and put them in now and remind me of the ones that you've already put in, and I will do my best to answer them to the best of my ability. And yes, Mom, I see what you say about John F. Kennedy Jr., now that part of that documentary, the um, fall cabal, fall of cabal documentary, was crazy. <laughs> that it, it, she could have left that part out because when she said that John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, was still alive, that, that almost made the whole documentary um, incredible. But the fifth thing on the timeline is in Revelation chapter 19 and in Revelation chapter 19 we've got the marriage supper of the Lamb we have come almost to the end of, of the events in Revelation it says and after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God, for true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again, they said, Hallelujah, and our smoke rose up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, 
Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God and all his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and then the voice of many waters, and the voice of mighty thunders, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Brothers and sisters, that wife, that is you and I. We are the bride of Christ. We are the remnant bride of Christ. And that is something to rejoice in. We have got something to rejoice in in this horrible time of being locked down and really there's nothing else to call this but tyranny. I saw where a man was locked up today for playing in a park with his daughter. Not a park full of people, but an empty park with his daughter. There was nobody else around, just him and his daughter. He was pushing her on the swing. I'm sure she had to be going stir crazy. They had probably been in the house for, I don't know, for, you know, nobody knows how long. But this man takes his daughter to a park, and the police come and arrest him, put him in handcuffs, and put him in the cop car in front of his little girl because he was not following the social distancing guidelines. This is tyranny, people. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. You know, I'm not, I don't want to get off on that because if I go off ranting on that, then I will definitely get sidetracked. I don't know if you can hear my voice, but I got <clears throat> I got one heck of a cold right now. It started off in my head. It's uh, drained down into my throat and starting getting into my chest. And it's the same type thing that I get every spring. But who knows? It might be the coronavirus. But you know what? If it is, it is. There is nothing to be scared of. But there's plenty to rejoice in because we are the remnant bride of Yeshua. And chapter 19 tells us, starting down in verse 9, it says, and he saith unto me, right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And he saith unto me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he saith unto me, see, thou do it not. The angel told him, do not do it. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The angel would not accept his worship. John fell down at this angel's feet as to worship him, and the angel said, Man, what are you doing? Get up. Don't worship me. Worship God. And so we see that this was an angel. You know, it was not 
anything but. And it was an angel of the Lord because he would not accept the worship. Verse 11 says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture... And on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that can fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, in which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon, upon the horse. And remember I told you guys earlier, this remnant only means those that remain. It's not talking about you and I. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So we see that the marriage supper of the Lamb is Armageddon, as people call it. It is when Yeshua comes, and he comes as conquering king with all the armies of heaven and he destroys the beast and the false prophet and all of their armies and the kings and princes and common people of the earth are all devoured by the fowls of the air the merit that, that is the supper here it says that uh And I saw an angel, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves unto the supper of the great God. Hallelujah. We, you know, I I was watching a brother of mine. I'm not going to say his name. He he had a very good Bible study today. And, um, you know... But he says that the things that are going on now, you know, are not judgment. And I understand where he's coming from. 
But you got to understand where I'm coming from when I say that it is. I don't believe that the coronavirus, the COVID-19 itself is a judgment. But I think that it is judgment in the sense that it is God separating the wheat from the chaff in the church. And also it is the beginning of Revelation chapter 6. The horse that goes out, the, the rider on the white horse, the, the tribulation beginning. Not, not the birth pains. The birth pains have been happening since Jesus Christ ascended unto heaven. The birth pains, the end times, started in the first century AD and have been happening for the past 2,000 years. When I say that this is judgment, I'm talking about the fact that this has started the great tribulation, or excuse me, the tribulation, the great tribulation time, and it is going to lead. <clears throat> lead to and end with this judgment, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Melanie says, what if we all don't make it in the rapture? Will we be in the last group? Oh, absolutely. And a lot of us won't make it to the rapture, Mel. Um, you know, it says that we are to love not our lives unto death. We will be delivered up to be afflicted and to be killed. You know, there will be a lot of us who don't make it to the rapture. We will be killed. You know, when, 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 the end, in Revelation chapter 13, the, the mark of the beast, when the false prophet starts causing people to accept the mark of the beast, um, if you don't accept that mark, which I believe wholeheartedly that Bill Gates and uh, Rockefeller and all the other ones, uh, the John Hopkins people that are coming together, these elite billionaires that are coming together to make this... Uh, vaccine, mandatory, I'm not saying that it's going to be the mark of the beast. Don't misunderstand me. But I do believe 100% that it is going to lead to the mark of the beast. And when you don't accept that, they are going to kill you. Eventually, you, we will be persecuted, hunted, and killed for Christ. Now, I don't know how long that's going to be, and I don't know how long it'll be before the rapture happens. I am not one of these date setters, and I refuse to set dates. All I am going to do is pay attention to the things that are happening right in front of my eyes. Read the Bible. Revelation said, Blessed are he that reads the prophecies in this book and understands them. There's a blessing given to those who read the book of Revelation. And I am only going to read the things in this book and interpret them with the things that I see happening in front of my eyes. And now, if, if you are, like I said, um, yeah, watch the signs of the times. Um, Melanie says, uh, the, I don't know if it's got, um, nanobots in the vaccine or not. I truly don't. Uh, 
the the vaccine itself is you know if you have not if you do not understand what these people are about and you don't understand um you know my mom says that i know that me and her differ on our opinions on vaccines but she says it should never be mandatory well bill gates is the one who is financing and producing this vaccine look it up that i mean this is common knowledge anybody can go and see that bill gates is one of the lead pushers of uh population control he wants to get the population down to 500 million do you know how many people have to die for the population to get down to 500 million there's almost 8 billion people on this planet 500 million people is less than 1% of the people on the planet that's crazy so He's pushing all these, di- and vaccines are a way, it's, it's one of the means, if you research it, it's one of the ways in which these people are going about population control. Vaccines, abortions, <laughs> drugs, it's all kind of things. Um, and we can, I, I am seriously planning on doing a program on the subject of vaccines and population control i haven't decided everything that i'm going to talk about in the um program but i've got i'm going to come up with it and we're going to do it in the next couple of weeks um it's going to be one of the friday programs because we're doing the bible studies during the week and um the Saturday program is only once a month, and we'll be having um, our Saturday program for April tomorrow, so be sure to tune in tomorrow. Um, the 16th thing that happens in the timeline of Revelation is Satan is bound and thrown into the bottomless pit for a thousand years, and we, the remnant, the bride of Christ who has just gone to the marriage supper of the Lamb with uh, the we've gone to the marriage supper of the Lamb with all of the armies of God and Jesus on his white horse destroyed all the evil kings and men and women and everybody on this earth who is left that took the mark of the beast and worshiped the beast and that then the beast and the false prophet were thrown into hell and now we're at chapter 20 of revelation where satan is bound and thrown in the bottomless pit and after the thousand-year reign, 
Satan is released for a short season to deceive the nations once more. And it's not those who are inside the New Jerusalem. It's those who are on the outside of the walls. Uh, Revelation chapter uh, 20 and 21. Um, well, really Revelation chapter 20 talks about um, Gog and Magog and uh, how God sends fire down from heaven and consumes them and then the devil is thrown in to the lake of fire for eternity and also it's not just the devil that's judged it's not it's not just satan who's judged there you've also got the great white throne judgment where all every man and woman comes before not every man and woman every lost man and woman comes before the great white throne judgment the books are open and god judges them and casts them into the lake of fire and then the last thing the 17th thing in the timeline of revelation the old heaven and earth are passed away and there is no more sea and then the new heaven and a new earth come down from God out of heaven and we are with him for eternity. We are in eternity. And oh, what a day that will be. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I love life. I truly do. But the things I love about life are like my children, my my wife, um, and my family and my friends. And I have a few things. I love riding my motorcycle and, um, you know, I, I love doing research and I love to preach, but there... It's just not a whole lot else in this life for me. There's not a whole lot else in this world for me. You know, I, um, I, I try not to be so spiritually minded that I'm um, not any earthly good, as my mom <laughs> would say. But, you know, I, I, I tell you what, my mind is usually on the spiritual things and i i find if i ever if i ever stop focusing on the spiritual and start focusing on earthly things it's not long before uh i end up sinning or i fall into a depression or i allow myself to um be attacked by the enemy in some way. So, you know, I, I cannot wait for the new heaven and, and the new earth to be. I cannot, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I can't wait to see the loved ones that I have that have already gone before me. You know, I, I lost my dad. I've lost my son. 
I've lost many, many friends and family. And I truly cannot wait for the day that I can see them again. But you know, out of all of that and all of them, as much as I love and miss them, what I really cannot wait, I cannot wait to see Yeshua. I cannot wait to see Jesus. I want to I wanna meet my Savior, my Messiah. I want to see the one who died for me. And the one who brought me out of my sin into the body of Christ and restored me because I was when when Jesus found me <laughs> I was on the verge of death um and you know I uh He forgave me for so much and he put in me a new mind, a new heart and a love that was never there before for my fellow man and for the lost. And, you know, I'm just so thankful for that and I want to meet my Savior face to face. And, uh, you know, I really, really believe with all of my heart that that day is coming very soon. You know, whether, whether they take me out, <laughs> whether they send me home, or whether I'm here to the rapture comes, either way, I believe wholeheartedly that that day is coming soon and even at the door. But that is pretty much all the time that we've got for tonight. Um, I thank you so much, guys, for coming on and listening as I did my best to break down the timeline of the book of Revelation. And I hope that each of you were able to understand the way that I broke it down, um, I wanted to be able to compare and contrast chapters 6, 7, 8, and 9 of Revelation with chapters 13, 14, 15, and 16. Because if you compare 13, if you compare 6, 7, 8, and 9, with 13, 14, 15, and 16, you'll see that they contain or describe the same period of time. Now, there are different events that happen, but they are describing the same time period. And I am definitely going to, in the, in the, the, the next um, edition of the Remnant Report, Searching the Word Bible Study, we are going to definitely look at chapters 6 through 9 and chapters 13 through 16 and compare and contrast them and see in, in detail the 
way that they are the same thing. And Melanie, um, you know, I pray for your family constantly. And I will continue, continue to pray for their salvation. And, you know, I pray, I pray for all of you guys, even if I've never met you. I promise you, when, I, when I'm praying, I pray for everyone who watches the Remnant Report. I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ as well as the lost. And uh, if you have watched this program, you've got people praying for you, I promise. If it's nobody, and, and I know that you guys pray for each other because I know a lot of you. If I mean, even those that I've never met in person before, I still know, like, Melanie, I love so much. She is my sister in Christ. Never met her in person before. Um you know, uh, my partner in the Next Chapter Radio Network, Mary Callie, I love her to death. She is my sister in Christ. We've talked on the phone many, many, many times. We've done face-to-face video chats. But as far as meeting in person, it's never happened. But you don't have to meet somebody in person to know and love or pray for them. Tina, I am in South Carolina. Um, and all absolutely every bit of our information is on the right. I don't know. I don't know if you're watching. I don't know where you're watching the program at. But if you'll go to Serpents and Doves Ministries Facebook page, you can find absolutely all of the information about where we're at and what we do. And um, there's also links to the website. Um, and uh, you can uh, go on the website and see um, all the things that the Next Chapter Radio Network offers. Um, the Deception Report with Mary Callie and Tori. And uh, we've also got some changes coming up that I'll tell you guys about tomorrow. Um don't really have time tonight. I'm getting ready to close this out in prayer. We've probably been going for over two hours. I don't know. I've just been teaching and having a good time. Um, but I'm going to close this in prayer, and that's going to end this edition of the Remnant Report. And I thank you guys so much for sticking in and hanging on. I know I've been going for a long time, but, you know, when the Spirit leads me, I just go, you know. And that definitely happened tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you now and I thank you so much for allowing me to come together with my brothers and sisters tonight here on the Remnant Report. I thank you for allowing me another edition of the program and to I thank you for blessing me with another broadcast. I, I know that there's no guarantees in this life as far as an, uh, another day to live and another day to preach the gospel. And I thank you for another one, Father. I pray that you will continue to bless this ministry and allow us to reach 
the lost as well as inform and educate the body. Father, I pray now for each and every man, woman, and child who is watching now and who will ever watch this program. I pray that you will take care, watch over, and comfort them in this time of tribulation that we are going through. Everybody is pretty much quarantined in their houses during this time of pestilence, Father, and I I pray that you just keep them safe, watch over them, Father, let no harm come to them if it be your will. I pray that you comfort them and remind them that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that when all else fails, Father, when we cannot see the road ahead, that we can lean and stand and trust in the promises in your word and the truth that it reveals. And Father, I love you and I thank you more than anything for my Lord and Savior, the Messiah. Father, I thank you so much for sending your Son to die on the cross and then three days later rise again. Because without that resurrection, without that resurrection, There is no salvation. Without that resurrection, the crucifixion is nothing. Father, I thank you so much that after you sent your son, you brought him back, that you rose him from the dead. Father, I love you. And I ask all these things. In the precious and powerful name of Yeshua the Messiah, amen and amen. Guys, thank you again for tuning in. And I truly hope that you will join us again tomorrow night for our Saturday edition of the Remnant Report. And until next time, for the Next Chapter Radio Network, And the Remnant Report, I am the Remnant Warrior saying good night and God bless.